0: everybody, and welcome to episode 313 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, where I'm going to be doing a hashtag comics great episode. And if you're not aware of what that is, I've done a couple of these already. It's when I end up. Talking about a comic that I think is pretty darn great. And we leave behind all the fussin' and a feudin' that we find on Twitter and online all over the place. Between certain groups, Comicsgate, Anti-Comicsgate, SJWs, all that thing. It's all thrown out the window for us just to relax. Everybody's invited to talk about some good comics. And the comic that I'm going to talk about tonight is a joker issue it is a joker issue because the batman 3 jokers came out this week and the bad of the get fresh Coop beep boop they picked it for themselves we ended up having to talk about that on the patreon spotlight that is on our patreon patreon.com slash weird science uh eric pleaded pleaded for the badasses not to pick it because it's one of those books that it's been we've been waiting for for years thinking that maybe some people would go and listen to the podcast for the first time but they those badasses they don't care they don't care one bit so what I'm going to talk about is a pretty great joker issue that came out in the early 70s and You could say it's great, but I think it's more on the important side, more on the important side of things as you end up having this issue pretty much taking the Joker and Batman fully out of the Silver Age and bringing the Joker back to more of the violent Golden Age character and then will become even more violent as you go. But there are a bunch of things in this issue that are very, very important to The whole Batman mythos. And also the idea that there's some things in here. That kind of harken to scenes in the three Jokers. So we'll talk about that when we get to those as well. But it is Batman number 251. The Joker's five-way revenge. That came out September 1973. Written by Danny O'Neill. Pencils and inks by Neil Adams. And as I said, you are having a... You know, silly Joker And the idea The Joker hadn't been around much lately The Joker had disappeared for a while And it's kind of funny Especially when I'm talking right now At the end of August of 2020 You get a lot of Joker And the idea of not having a lot of Joker for years Seems crazy It seems really crazy But that's what was going on And then with the Joker coming back here And Denny O'Neill Making him the murderous violent joker pretty darn cool you even start with the joker driving down the road in his car as the rain is beating down on gotham as it always does and it says from the darkness of the country road somewhere north of gotham city and from the greater dark of a past filled with evil comes a terrifyingly familiar face thunder racks the earth and lightning scars the sky and wetness streams from the clouds like tears of mourning it is as though nature itself were weeping and well it might for there's death abroad this night and says the joker's five-way revenge we kick in now if you did not think That the Joker hadn't been around If you're like, Jim, you are crazy The Joker's always around They're always pushing the Joker Well, you end up getting the idea Even from the story Where the GCPD Gordon's there And an officer They have found a dead body in the mud Underneath the Gotham Bridge And they're trying to figure out what happened And this police officer Says, you know, I've seen a lot of dead men before, Commissioner, but none like him. Look at the face. And then Commissioner says, yep, twisted and a hideous grin. Ghastly. I wish the Batman would arrive. He just wants the Batman. He's getting scared. But yeah, this police officer who, you know, looks like he's on the younger side of things, but still... He doesn't recognize the Joker grin. something that if it happens now in the comics, it's immediately recognizable to everybody in the book and reading. So this whole deal of having a hideously grinning dead corpse, it's different. It's something we haven't seen before. Well, Batman ends up where Gordon's like, I wish Batman would arrive. Well, you're going to get the Batman who was always there. He's hiding in the shadows. He is. And he ends up saying, I'm here, Commissioner. Been here for like 10 minutes. I mean, really? Right behind you, pal. What kind of detective are you? And he ends up, blast it, Batman. Why do you always startle me? And I love the idea in this where it's a very polite Batman. You get a violent joker, polite Batman, where he says, Sorry, sir. I like that, actually. And he said, I wanted to examine the crime scene before. You guys and your, your fat fingers got a hold of it. And he's like, okay, you know, Gordon's down with this. Says, well, what do you make of it? What do you think is going on? Well, Batman says, there's no question. The grin. And also, I just happened to find this Joker card. So, yep, I think it's the Joker. I would have laughed if he's like, here's the Joker card in the grin. What do you think, Commissioner? Doggone it, it's the Penguin. But, yes, yeah, so you end up having the Joker back. Now, with this, it's also... The return of the classic rogues gallery. A lot of stuff returning as this issue kicks in. And so you end up having this deal where Batman says, all right, you know, the Joker's back in town with a few days to kill. I better get a move on. I'm going to figure out what is going on. He already has some clues from what he's already found while he leaves Commissioner Gordon. And Gordon says, yeah, I'll get my best squad on it. Batman says, yeah, whatever, because I'm on the case. We don't have enough time. For your stupid guys. And he goes off to solve the case himself. And he ends up going to a ratty old gym. Now, at this point, you have no idea why he's doing this. But he goes in. And this is my favorite scene of the entire book. And maybe one of my favorite scenes in quite some time. Because he goes into this ratty old gym. There's an old guy, Packy White. Packy White's hitting the heavy bag. So Batman comes in and says, all right, and even says, you know, old Packy used to be a lightweight, a light heavyweight. He's pretty good, but he ended up, you know, going with the Joker, having some bad times with that. So you end up where Batman shows up. Hey, Packy, what's going on? You want to talk? And yeah, Packy's like, yeah, but I'm going to keep working out. You know, it's, I'm getting my workout, out and I'll talk to you. And he's, he's an older guy, but he's still in pretty good shape, it looks like. And so Batman... Does the classic, he gets on the other side Of the heavy bag, he's holding it And they're gonna talk about What had just happened, and you end up having Batman reveal that the guy who had Died, his name is Philly Jack Barton Also sounds like a boxer Right? And that he Was one of the Joker Thugs, and Packy White was as well, so he's Going to Packy and saying, hey One of your old friends, old Philly Jack Barton, he's dead, well While this is going on said Packy has to get his workout in he, he he keeps missing the bag and punching Batman right in the face in the gut, in the face again in the gut, and as he does this again a very very polite Batman, so you end up like, hey we found your buddy that, you know, Philly Jack Barton, he was dead he had a big smile on his face, I think it might be the Joker, Packy's like, yep sounds like the boss's style for sure boom, it's Batman in the face oops, sorry, missed the bag and then Batman goes, perfectly all right. And so they keep going, hey, wh- what has Philly got to do with me? You know, oop, missed again, right in the face. Batman says, think nothing of it, and then starts telling him, well, when we ended up catching the Joker years ago, he ended up saying that he knew one of you guys, one of his thugs had ended up ratting him out, and he vowed. That he would always get revenge on you. And now that he has escaped from the mental hospital, he's coming back for revenge and I'm worried about you. I want you to go in police custody, protective custody. Now, this is, again, a big thing because the idea of an Arkham Asylum, it wasn't called Arkham, but there was mental hospitals mentioned a lot in the Golden Age. You know, you have a lot of these villains of Batman, they're, they're little Looney Tunes. So when they would get caught, they would get sent to the quote-unquote mental hospital. That's something that disappeared a bit uh, in the Silver Age. That was kind of left behind. This is the reintroduction of that idea, having the Joker escape from what will become actually named Arkham Hospital in seven issues from this one, but the idea of the mental hospitals and things like that is reintroduced again, you know, kind of pulling Batman and all this out of the Silver Age into a more violent, maybe even a little more realistic deal. Well, you end up having Paky saying, I ain't going with you. And he, the idea of police protection, I always assume police protection is, okay, we go to a hotel I can order some movies, maybe get some room service, but I have like seven cops around me, and that's how we do it. This basically, at this point, it must just be you go to jail. You know, quote-unquote protective custody, that's you in jail until we can figure out what's going on. Packy at first is like, I'm not getting drugged back to jail. I mean, without doing a crime, if I don't do the crime, I ain't doing the time there, Batman. And Batman's come on now. And the best here is just now. Batman is going to try to beat the living crap out of Packy, knock him out so that he could at least take him to the hospital and have a police guard there. So he's just beating the crap of him. He's like, okay, I'm going to have to hit you hard. And he's like, however, you, you just might have a slight accident, a fist-type accident, and you'll end up in the hospital, and then there'll be a guard outside. He's just beating the living crap out of Packy. And Packy actually is like, wait a second, you know, okay, Batman, you are pretty good. Even says, you know what, the, the boxing game ended up missing out when you ended up putting on the cape and cowl. You would have been a champ. So you end up with them agreeing, yeah, you know, I got some friends in jail. Yeah, I could go. It'll be like a reunion. We'll go back to jail for a little, I'll oh, hang, I kind of like it there. So, yeah, I'm going to go back to jail. But before I go, let me get a drink of water, and it is the classic where you have the bucket of water and like the tin cup thing. And he he dips it in and he ends up drinking some and it's Jokerized. It's got Joker venom and he ends up having the big grin and dying. So Packy White is now dead as well, right in front of Batman. Batman couldn't stop it. And this is where now Batman is pissed and he is determined to stop these killings from the Joker. Now, in the meantime, he kicks over the water. I Grab that bucket, Batman, and take it, and look at what that toxin is. Please! I mean, really, he kicks it over, and it's like, round one goes to the Joker, and as he says that, I really thought you'd have the ghost of Philly Jack Barton. That's round two, Batman! I'm already dead! but It's round one, with Packy White to Batman. So he goes off then, and he's going to figure out You know, what's up with Joker? Let me figure out what's going on. In the meantime, we see Joker's already gone to the next guy. He's already gone to a sleazy hotel where he's going to talk to another associate of his. And he wants to know, you know, who was it who ended up, you know, selling me out? This is Albie. He goes to Albie and he's like, was it you, Albie? Was it you who did this? And you end up having Albie say, no way, Joker, you know me. I mean, you were pals. I'd never sell you out. Now, at this point, you get the idea that Joker really doesn't care who did it. He is going to kill all of them. Because in my mind, he's crazy, number one. But other than that, he probably thinks they're all in on it. Everybody knew. And even since then, they probably found out nobody ended up almost like a Jason Todd-esque deal of, Well, nobody took revenge, so I'm going to take it now. I'm going to kill all of them. So he's like, all right, you know, Albie, have a cigar. Now, if you are an associate of the Joker, listen here, don't ever take a cigar. But in this scene, to me, Denny O'Neill ends up pretty much telling everybody now up until this point. Yeah, you have the Joker killing some people, but, you know, you end up having Packy White, he gets a, you know, drink of water. Oh, my, I'm Jokerized, I'm dead. But this, though, this to me is the scene that pretty much puts the nail on the coffin of the Silver Age Joker because he offers Albie a cigar. That's kind of funny. You know what usually happens with the Joker, with the cigar. It's going to blow up in the guy's face. It's going to end up pretty much being a three stooges scene, right? Because the Joker that we're used to, he's just a a, a guy who likes pranking people. He ends up, he looks around, sees that Ashton Kutcher is punking, and then boom, the cigar. And you have Albie counting on that as well. Albie says, oh, you know what, Joker? I know your game. Yeah, but really, I'm pretty tough and the cigar pretty good. I mean, pretty good for what I think will be an exploding cigar. And yeah, I don't mind if it explodes in my face. We'll we'll get a chuckle, right? Hey, hey, where'd you go, Joker? And the whole building blows up. This is a a, a trick cigar that actually has nitroglycerin in it, and to me that is boom. I'm not the prankster anymore. I'm not the guy who is going to be dancing around with gaggy and doing my, you know, here and squirting water on you and have a hand buzzer. I am violent now. I have come back and I'm better than ever and more violent than ever after getting out of the hospital. And so you end up with, Another guy dead. Well, Batman is on his way. He hears that Albie's building is blown up and Albie is dead, so he's going to go to the next guy with my favorite name of this: bigger Melvin. Oh, bigger Melvin, Mister Melvin, and he's going to go and and bigger Melvin. He he's not had the greatest of times, you know. He was a Joker thug, but now he must have fallen on hard times, uh, because he lives on a converted garbage scowl even says at one point, like, it is nonsense. It is dirty and disgusting. Well, Batman has to go and convince Bigger Melvin that, hey, Joker's on to all of you guys. He's going to kill all of you. And And now the idea of Bigger Melvin and the rest, it now becomes that Batman's not trying to save these guys. Now it is personal. This is now a game versus the Joker. So I think that above the idea of saving a life, he just doesn't want to be beaten by the Joker and pretty much swept is what's going to happen. And he goes to get Bigger Melvin. Well, Bigger Melvin sees the Batmobile showing up and he has just mugged somebody. He mugged an old geezer in the Gotham Park. He thinks Batman is onto him then. And again, in my mind, this is like one of those things that there's a lot at play here. There's a thug who thinks that Batman is now you know, concerned with somebody mugging a geezer in Gotham Park. Well, the crap's about to hit the fan for Batman with all the rogues gallery back permanently and things like that. Well, Bigger Melvin takes off, and they're at the docks is where the scout was, but he ends up saying, I know the lay of the land here. I know all of the docks. He's running through crates. He's trying to get away from Batman, and Batman is trying to get him. And he ends up, I mean, really, he ends up running through crates jumps over a wall, goes under the docks into a sewer pipe. Then he says that he runs or crawls underground through the sewer pipe for a mile, pops up, Batman's waiting for him. Batman's just there. Hey, as I was saying, Bigger, and he's like, what? How did you catch me? He's like, that's what I do, but I'm not trying to take you in for anything. I'm here to protect you. You need to go to protective custody. You are one of the Joker associates that were with him when he got captured and taken to the mental hospital. He vowed his revenge. He's coming back. All of your buddies, they're going down like flies. I need to protect you. And you end up having bigger say. Bigger Melvin says, okay, but can I go get my toothbrush? Batman's like, well, I guess. (laughs) He says, that's a reasonable request. Lead on. I'm like, you... Are running from the Joker, both of you. The idea that you're gonna double back to pretty much the only place the Joker will know where you would be to get your toothbrush? Please, I you know, I know that Bigger doesn't realize this, but Batman, he's Bruce Wayne, he's a millionaire. He can buy a toothbrush, but they're gonna go back. A guy wants his own toothbrush it's like some people they don't like to go to the bathroom and anywhere else but their house some people i guess don't like new toothbrushes so they go back but it's a ruse bigger melvin he doesn't care about proper dental hygiene he probably has gingivitis because as they're going back he ends up asking batman can can you go ahead of me Because I'm kind of scared. The Joker's pretty crazy, you know. And Batman, all right, okay, let me see if the coast is clear. And looks around the corner. And there goes Bigger Melvin and hits Batman over the head with a blackjack. Knocks him out cold. He is out. And then Bigger Melvin goes to get his toothbrush. I mean, this was not a real ruse. The ruse was, can you look around that corner? Hits him. Goes back to get his toothbrush. The Joker's waiting like we know he would be he is waiting there and smiling well batman comes to says oh my god i got scrambled eggs for brains why are all these people conking me in the head and remember he got the crap kicked out of him by packy white who was using batman's face as a heavy bag already now he gets hit in the back of the head with a blackjack he's out he gets he's groggy oh my god what's going on let me go get bigger melvin oh no he's hanging from the roof of His apartment there on that Whole barge deal And yeah he's dead he's done And the Joker is Actually waiting to ambush Batman there as well And kicks Batman right in the Face with pretty good flexibility Like Jean-Claude Van Damme Kicking here and ends up kicking Batman in the face and is About to kill him He is going to kill Batman the only Thing that stops him classic But he says I could kill Batman right now. I could kill him like seven ways from Sunday. But do I really want to kill him in this way? This is not the way that I thought I would end up killing Batman. This was kind of by chance. I got lucky to knock him out. I always thought that it would be detective versus madness, all of these things. I would best him as we fight level ground deal. So he leaves Batman. He's like, I'm not going to kill him. We got a lot of game to play ahead of us while Batman comes to and he's going to use his detective skills. He's going to use the detective skills a bit because he ends up getting up and he's like, brother, people are man- having a habit of using my head for a bongo drum. And that's pretty good. And he's just he's shaking up. So he needs to go and figure out the last guy who is still alive from the whole Joker gang. It was an older guy. He ends up in the old folks home, it says even criminals get old and retire or else they just die or, you know, things like that usually before that. But he is retired. This guy actually made it all the way to retirement. This is Hooley, And he goes to the old folks home run by a nuns and says, sister, where's Hooley? Oh, Hooley! Oh, this nice guy, one of his friends, Matt, uh, Mr. Genesius. He showed up this morning and grabbed Holy, and they went off. Mr. Genesius is what I say. He was pretty cool. Green hair, white skin, crazy guy. And Batman says, oh, no, don't you know who St. Genesius is? You're a nun. Don't you know this? I mean, really, wasn't that just laughing at you? Because St. Genesius is the patron saint of actors and comedians, or as I like to call them, Jokers. Oh, no. And he runs off because he ends up figuring that Hooli was actually kidnapped first before all this stuff went down. That is a pretty smart Joker. Joker was thinking ahead. It really pisses Batman off. The only clue he has now is the oily sand that he got in his face when the Joker Jean-Claude Van Dammed him right in the face. He had ended up having a oily sand on his boots that ended up going, Onto Batman's face, kind of disgusting, probably got in his mouth, probably still tasting that nonsense. Well, he realizes that, all right, I know where the Joker's hideout is then, because recently there was an oil spill. There was an oil spill in the harbor. The tanker ran aground off Gotham Island, dumping hundreds of thousands of gallons of crude oil into the sea. And the big storm that is happening at this point. it's it hasn't allowed them to clean it up so the joker must be somewhere where there is all that oil washed up on the shore and he figures out that it is the closed Gotham aquarium very much like we had in the Three Jokers, he runs off to this. Says that the government had closed the Gotham Aquarium a month ago, and goes in there. He he, he gets the tingles, the danger tingles. He says it's like the Spidey sense he has as he runs in and knows I'm heading, I'm heading into a full out trap. I know this. Well, he goes in, and Joker just right away just yells out, "There's no cat and mouse here." You end up. Having the Joker say, oh, Batman, you found me. I was certain you would, and I'm glad. Batman's like, why are you glad? And he's like, well, you know, I kind of missed all our clashes. I've been gone for a while. I've been behind bars. And I kind of missed you, big guy. And I dreamed of, you know, humiliating you in a specially humorous way. And Batman just says, let's go. Let's dance, buddy. Let's get going and you do you end up having joker throw a smoke bomb run off batman's chasing him saying i am prepared and it's more than a smoke bomb it is a joker toxin bomb but you even know have joker say oh yeah you have an antidote okay let's keep going and joker's just prancing around as batman's going and i'm telling you they they have this back and forth again it's the kind of friendly joking about he joker says in the exhibition hall i have a surprise for you a delight i've never used batman says i can hardly wait and they go and as they go they end up where there's a big tank and unfortunately Huli, the old man that batman was trying to find the last of the thugs he is in his wheelchair tied up and suspended over a tank that has a huge shark in it again very similar, not a Jokerized shark, but very similar to the three Jokers this week. And so you end up having Batman's like, really? Like, this is what you're going to do? And he, Joker's like, I found the shark. It washed up on shore. Poor shark, all the soil. So I brought it in pretty hungry. I'll tell you, he hasn't eaten in a while. So yeah, I kind of like the idea of that I'm going to give you a choice. Either we feed the shark with Hooli here, or Batman, you jump in yourself, you fight the shark, and then maybe you beat him. Maybe, maybe you die. We'd have to see. Batman says, of course, take me. Put the shackles on me, ends up handcuffing him, and then throw me in with the shark. But why is the shark the reason? Why, is, why are you getting a shark for your final revenge on me? And then as the shark is right up to them against the glass, Joker smiles and says, take a look. We resemble each other. The big toothy grin. And then he throws Batman into the tank with the shark. And then he throws Hooli in the tank with the shark. He lied. Batman says, oh, my God, you promised. Joker just says, I'm a notorious liar. Ta-ta, all. And he goes to leave. Now, Batman is trying to fight the shark, but the shark is more concerned with Hooli because of his bright red shirt He's like a bull he is He's heading towards Hooli he's going to Eat him and also the idea that Batman because he's trained he can Breathe or not breathe underwater but he Can hold his breath a lot longer than an Old man Hooli and so he's Counting down okay we're already in here 20 Seconds Hooli is going to be in big trouble I got to do something he ends up Using the chains That he was manacled with he kind of Pulls him around and ends up putting them into the shark's mouth as he's riding the shark to try to choke it out and stop it from being able to bite. He ends up pretty much, it looks like he kills the shark. He goes to get Holy, but he cannot break through the aquarium glass. And then he figures, I need something to break through. I can't do it with my fist. He grabs Holy's wheelchair, just pretty much shoves Holy off of it. Now they are in the water, but, you know, Hooli is drowning. Shoves him off of him and just starts bashing the aquarium window with it until it does break free, and he's actually impressed because at one point he thinks that Hooli's dead. There's no way he survived. Also, the idea that if I do break through here and I have to give CPR to Hooli, first off, he might sue like a jerk, right? Also, the Joker gets away then. It'll take too long, but luckily for Batman and Hooli, is the idea that the Holy could hold his breath. He's pretty good. They end up going out, and Batman's like, I'm impressed. He, he could do it, uh, and that means I can go and chase down the Joker. And as he's running down, the, the whole aquarium is filling up with water because of the storm as well, them being near the seaside, and the Joker is running through the water to get out. Seems like he stopped for a while. You know, check out things. I mean, it is the aquarium. He probably thought to himself, I've been in jail for a while. I've been in that mental hospital. I haven't really gotten time to come to the aquarium. So let me, you know, check it out. Well, he ends up then running. Batman goes to chase him. And the car, the Joker's car, is sitting on the beach. Now, Batman has the deal. Oh, man, that Joker always thinks ahead. He's got balloon tires for riding on sand. Balloon tires he has. And he's going to get away. He ends up where Batman comes out, and there's no possible way he's fast enough to catch the Joker before he jumps into the car. But then Joker slips on an oil spill and ends up face-planting into the oily sand, just disgusting. And Batman goes over and says, you're, it's done. Joker, you're finished. You're done. Punches him right in the face. Knocks him down. And then ends up saying to the Joker, don't you see the humor in this? Why aren't you laughing, Joker? I thought he meant the punch. But, and I, I wanted him to say, that's the punchline. Like some kick butt thing like that. But instead, he ends up joking because Batman don't like pollution. And pollution is what stopped the Joker. And he ends up saying, All right, why aren't you laughing? That's funny to think that you, my arch enemy, would make me grateful for pollution. And that is the end. You have stolen my dreams. And yeah, it's fun. It is fun. It's goofy at points, but it's fun. And it really does kind of go with the idea that at this time, the Joker has been kind of a joke and hasn't even been around a lot. In the actual Batman book, he hadn't been in a main story. He had some cameos, but hadn't really been in a main story in this series for years. Four or five years hadn't really been a big thing in detective comics for like two or three years. And that's that's a long time, even now, where you're like, "Eh, everything's Joker, everything's Joker. So that is pretty cool. And him coming back and Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams using the opportunity of him being gone a little bit to up the ante, bring him back to that violent Joker that will then continue on. You know till this day so it is Pretty cool that's pretty cool with that If I was giving a rating For this it's it's such A classic it's hard not to give it a perfect Score but I'll give it a 9-5 There's some jokey parts in it that kind Of are a little ridiculous but It is really good and like I said It even plays with the idea of If you were reading oh man there's the Joker he's still that prankster From the so, oh no he just Blew up a building oh Albie You shouldn't have smoked that cigar But yeah, I hope that everybody listening likes this little deal, the hashtag comics great. I I always say that I think I'm going to end up having it on its own feed. And I still might do that. Um, And then with that, end up having, you know, jumping around different companies, things like that. You know, maybe having a Marvel issue, then a DC, and then even some uh, independent stuff and other stuff like that. So I, I will eventually... I got to get some more Mulan if you want to help out there you can go over to the Patreon where a lot of the episodes that we have there back issues podcast we have end up having a villains podcast all these things very similar to what I had just done so if you like this and like to hear you know going through something old something new something red something blue. Uh, yeah, head over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Science. check out all that stuff. And just to let you know, in September, it is a five-week month there, and that means an annuals month, which means pretty low. Jim, we're going to have a Patreon-only week with both the DC and the Marvel podcast only being on the Patreon. So that is a little incentive as well. But thanks, everybody, for listening, I hope that everybody can find some comics, find some comics they enjoy, and put aside the miserable fights that go on about nonsense that doesn't even have anything to do with the comics. Let's all remember why we love comics. That's what I'm trying to do with this. I hope that I might have helped a little, but I will talk to you all soon.